When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. folks it is post game the Astros got destroyed on Friday but Justin Verlander handled his business like a true ace which makes me very happy joining me tonight for this impromptu uh I, I'm calling it fair foul after dark Rip Griffin thanks for coming on buddy and and helping me out with some technical stuff I've been trying to figure out yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm happy to come on and, and help you out. And I like that, that fair or foul after dark, kind of like, you know, Astros after dark when they're on the West Coast, which they are right now. But I like it. It's got a nice little ring to it. Yeah. So what were your thoughts yesterday after the game? Well, you know, it's one of those things that it's, yes, it's it's April, but the way they got off to such a hot start against the Angels and then, everything just kind of went cold. I don't know if they keep saying this, you know, it's spring training. They're still kind of in spring training mode or whatever, but you know, Kyle Tucker said it just the other day that these games matter. And uh, I think it's just one of those offenses has to get going and pitching needs to, to kind of follow suit. So um, it was just an all in all. I think it was just an off day for the Astros. I mean, as far as, you know, the offense and, and the pitching was good. Bullpen did phenom- was phenomenal, but I think it was just an off day. And uh, they kind of came back tonight and, and redeemed, redeemed themselves. There we go. Yeah. Last night after the loss, I was, you know, I, I just tweeted, this happens. It's okay. I mean, the, you know, the split in Arizona, it, I'm fine with it. Stuff like that happens. You you can't just go to every major league ballpark and sweep everybody. Right. So yeah. in a two-game series, if you only win one of them, I'll take that. But then you go get destroyed 11-1. to one, And to me, 
this is one of the reasons, and I'll go ahead and jump to this because this is one of the topics of fair or foul. Jake Odorizzi, fair or foul. You, you just got to say fair or foul if he's doing good or not, or if he's whatever you think, you know, so far in, in 2022. Jake Odorizzi, fair or foul? Foul, because I really th- was hoping, and I, I know it's only April and it's only his second start of the season, but it seems like he's still falling into that consistency from last season just not being able to get deep into the games. I mean, we saw Framer do it in, in opening day. We saw Justin Berlander do it tonight, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery. And I, I really want to see more of Jake Odorizzi, and I, I just don't know. I, I really don't. Last season really was an eye-opener for, for Odorizzi, so I don't know. Maybe he will get deeper into his outings in his, in his next one which will be at home, hopefully, but I don't know. I'm just kind of not on the the Jake Odorizzi train right now. I was on the Jake Odorizzi train, but I'm I'm hanging off with one arm. I got one foot on, one arm on, because if you watched yesterday's game, he loaded the bases. They scored one run, and he got out of it. And then he kind of got in like a – and a jam in the second inning, and it was a double play. I mean, he they could have scored way more runs than they did, but he just luckily got out of them. So I'm gonna say foul too. I just he's just not doing well, and I am not impressed at all. Yeah, he does that. He gets into into those those situations. He bails himself out, but it's almost as he gets deeper into the game you know, that second and third time through the, through the lineup, that's when he struggles. I just think, yeah, uh, it, it's foul for me. I just, you know, we'll see what happens in his, in his next outing. Maybe I'll have a change of heart. Yeah. I backed him the whole time. You know, in the off season, I said, Jake Odorizzi's going to surprise you guys and you're going to have to apologize to him for all the hate. And I, I feel right now at this point, after two games, it's early. But I was wrong. I'm going to go on a limb and say I was wrong. Especially after tonight. You you watch Justin Verlander pitch, that's how it's supposed to go. That is a true ace. And with him hurt the last two seasons, we didn't have that. Exactly. And now we have it, and it feels good. It really does. It's, it's gosh, it was so it was so nice watching Verlander pitch tonight. And even the guys that uh, said it on the, on the postgame show that, you know, this is this is vintage Justin Verlander here, and he's telling these guys, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to take you on my back. And so everybody has seen what he has done, especially tonight. So hopefully this will be the, the eye-opener for the rest of the rotation to follow suit. All right, let's stick with tonight's game. PitchCon. They were using it. I'm the Yesterday's game. I was thinking, well, it looks kind of awkward. You know, they're not even using it, but but uh, Machete and Verlander used it the whole game, it seemed like, and seamlessly. I mean, he gave the signal and he threw the ball, and like the commentators were saying, the batters better be ready because these guys are going to, you know, even when he said, hey, this guy's coming to bat when he's walking to the plate, we already know what we're going to throw to him, and he better be ready. So – 
PitchCon, I say fair. I I was I was kind of down on it, you know, just the idea of it. But seeing it tonight, seeing it work perfectly, I say fair. Right. I'm gonna have to agree. Fair, fair it is for me on on the PitchCon because I think it has the uh, the ability to speed up the game, which 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 is what Major League Baseball is wanting to do. But also too, guys like Justin Verlander that like to you know they work in a rhythm they want the pitches they want to be able to okay i throw my through my pitch let's give me the next one let's let's keep it rolling and i think that kind of gives a little bit more mo- momentum to the to the pitchers and i think it worked brilliant tonight it was perfect on on every aspect it was pitch location throw that was it and i think i think the batters like you said the batters are going to be one of those that they're going to have to be ready the pitchers are going to be ready because they already know what pitches is coming and what they want to throw. So I like it. Fair. All right. Sticking with this game. Fair foul. Astros not giving Carlos Correa 10 years, $340 million. <laughs> I say fair. fair. Jeremy Pena. <laughs> Jeremy Pena showed everybody tonight. And I mean – a lot of guys come up and do well before the scouting reports on them. I get that. But as of now, the way he's doing, it's fair. It's fair that they didn't give Correa. I never wanted him to get it anyway. I mean, no, I don't think anyone deserves that. Even if they do deserve it, I mean, it's not good for the team to give someone that many years and that much money. So, no, fair. No, I, it, yeah. Fair for me, Jeremy, Jeremy Pena was Gosh, man, he was the home run shy of the cycle, and he almost hit that home run earlier in the in the, in the game when he got it to the warning track. But um, yeah, fair for Jeremy Pena. He has definitely come on since uh, opening day, since he got his first home run, since he's got his first hit. So uh, I like it. I want to see what he continues to do. I know he won't be in the lineup tomorrow. If I'm spoiling that, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think there's something came out that Dusty said that he was going to sit Jeremy Pena tomorrow. So, but, uh, anyways, but fair for Jeremy. Keep it going, bud. Keep it going. All right. Sticking with tonight's game. Presley injured. Naris wasn't a, a save opportunity, but ninth inning, closer role. Naris and the closing role, fair foul. I think right now is fair because with Presley going down with that knee inflammation, which I think it might be a reason why his velo was down to start the season. Usually he sat around 94, 95. He was kind of in the low 91, 92 range for his fastball. But uh, Hector Neris, that that's why the Astros brought him over. He had that closer role when he was with the, the Phillies. So he's already accustomed to it. He fit it nicely tonight, closing, the, uh, didn't close it or get the save, but he was able to to finish out the um, uh, complete complete game, no runs. So yeah. uh, the shutout. Excuse me. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I was getting to there that point. Yeah. Verlander was almost there. How many pitches did he throw? He was at eighty. He was in the eighties. Eighty-seven, I think, is wow. where he, he finished the wow. game at. So, um. I think so, he could have gone the distance, but I think it was just a precautionary thing because of, you know, Tommy John. You know, that's going to be the thing this season is Tommy John. Yeah, that's still a lot of innings for Tommy John, but not a whole lot of pitches tonight. But my question 
it isn't really like taking over for Presley. It's like if we need him, yeah, in that role. That's that's how you took it. Because I'm saying I'm pretty comfortable with that guy if we don't have Presley. Presley's the guy. But if we need, if I'm comfortable with this guy doing it, yeah, no, I think that's why that's why the Astros brought him in. He can fit that closer role. He can fit that setup role, and that's kind of what the back part of this bullpen will do. And he fits perfectly. He did great tonight. So, uh, yeah, I think one of the best signings so far this offseason for the Astros. Yeah. All right. Next one. Fair or foul, the 60-year patch. I like you can it. Even, you can even split it up because I'll tell you why. I think it looks really nice on the jersey. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a huge fan of having this big patch on the side of the hat. <laughs> but overall, it's a nice patch, and I'm not going to say found because overall, I like it. Looks pretty, looks pretty yeah. cool. No, it's it, it's fair, and I've got the hat. I'm just I'm not wearing it right now, but it, it is it is a big patch. But I mean, it's nice. It kind of it's nice. It kind of just in, embodies the the Colt 45 to uh, the Astros. So I like it. It's fair. All right, let's get to some fun things. Let's stick with the jerseys. Okay. Let's let's stick with the uniforms. This is all the buzz. And I don't know, do you have any information after I ask you this, when they're going to wear it? It's got to be sometime at home in the next series. I have no idea. City Connect jerseys, fair or foul? Fair. 100% fair. <laughs> I absolutely love these jerseys. And um, so what's going to happen with these now is the Astros will wear them on their next uh, homestand, which is coming up this next week against the Angels. And then from there, from there, they will continue to wear those throughout the rest of the season. And I believe it's going to be on Mondays. I think they're calling it like Space City Monday or something. Ah, nice. Um, So, yeah, they'll wear it April 20th against the Angels. And then they will be worn on Monday home games throughout the season. So Monday home games. Yes. Monday home games. Just yeah. So they won't wear them on the road or anything like that. But I will see zero Monday home games. Zero. Because I don't live over there. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Do they have blue pants? Yes. I don't know how that's gonna look. It's gonna look clean. Have you seen have you seen the pictures at all of Yeah. Uh, it, I don't it know looks, about like like the guys that wear the pants all the way down, yeah. you know, to to their shoes. I mean, the guys that have, I saw. I think it's Altuve. They had a picture yeah. of him, and he has, you know, he wears his pants high, and he had orange socks on, and it looked pretty sweet. So, but I don't know. I mean, you know how what was the World Baseball Classic and mm-hmm. Cuba had the all blue uniform. Somebody had all blue. And, you know, that was a topic of discussion at one time. You know, what do you think about all blue? They kind of look like a softball <laughs> team or something. But so we'll it, see. We'll see. It, it looks really clean. Like that picture you were talking about with, with Altuve, which I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it's got the the uh, the number on the pants, which they did in, what was it, um, the 70s? Is that? The numbers are on the pants, too, in yeah, the front? The, on the front, yeah, the numbers are on the pants. I, that was it's kind of pays homage to the 
I think it's the early 70s, mid-70s team that had it on the... The rainbow stripe jerseys. Yeah. They they had it on their leg, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, I like the, the font. Yeah, the font is is awesome. And everything yeah. is just... It's it's space and it's it's Houston. It's it's that's the direction where they wanted to go with these, and I think they they nailed it. They it's they knocked it out of the park with this one. Yeah, probably the, the best City Connect uniforms that we have seen so far. Yeah, I don't th- I don't I really don't know that the jury is still out if I'm a fan of the hat or not. Yeah, I don't really know if I like it, and I know it has like a square on the side, right? That says Astros. And I know it's, you know, trying to be spacey, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe like an astronaut, but I, I'm, I'm not a fan of having a whole bunch of stuff on your hat, but it, it's kind of cool to have something different. I, I mean, the jury's out, but it's, it's going to be pretty sweet and I can't wait to watch them. So, so the first game at home is on a Monday. So they're going to wear them the first game. So they'll wear them on April twentieth, which is because it's uh, so that would be on Tuesday. Okay. So I don't know why they're not doing it on Monday, but they're going to do it on April twentieth, and then after that, it'll be on all Monday home games. I would say I shouldn't say all because it just says here on the um, the website. That it's got, yeah, it'll be worn on Monday home games throughout the season. So it may not be every Monday home game. It might be some here or there. So, do the Astros only? This is a question I should know. Do they only wear the the blue Sunday jerseys at home, or do they wear them all the time? Just at because, home. Okay, because I was thinking I haven't seen them wear them yet, and I haven't seen them wear orange. Have they wore orange yet? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Usually the orange is on Friday nights, and they didn't play Friday. There you go. So that's why. See, I went to Maryland. They did did play on Friday. They they didn't wear orange, though. I haven't seen any highlights. Because I watched game one against the Angels, and then I went to Maryland, you know, to see my, my son and my granddaughter, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna put baseball on the back. I'll get the alerts so I'm, I'll know what's going on if they're winning or losing or whatever. I got someone else to do the podcast, Third Coast Tom, and uh, you know. But so the the Arizona series was my first one to do a podcast over. But yeah, I don't remember them wearing orange. Yeah. But now what I was saying is, let's say they have a Sunday game at home and then a Monday game at home, they're going to wear blue jerseys two days in a row. That's whole, that's the, that's what the whole story was all about is, (laughs) is, is the abundance of blue Jersey. That's okay. I'm Hey, blue, blue is a, it's a very nice color, especially with their dark Navy blue. It's very clean. I mean, I like it. You know, it's, uh, blue and the orange and then of course you got the, the city connect jerseys yeah yeah it's okay it's plenty of blue plenty of blue you know what my favorite uniform is the phillies their old one the the, the the powder blue yeah those are so cool i like those i, I was looking at them today I just, but i like the pinstripe ones too i mean 
They should go back to them because those are by far the coolest uniforms they've ever had. With with the darker maroon? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And just like the P that. right here? Yeah. I like those better. Yeah. The letter P right here. Right. <laughs> so those of you listening, uh, Rip and I can see each other. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so sometimes you have to bear with us if you don't know what we're talking about. It's like trying to watch a TV show on the radio. Right. So anyway, where are we at now? We got, I got two more. No, no, I got one more. Okay. This is the last one, buddy. All right. What you got? What you got? All right. Autographed balls are better than autographed cards. Ooh. Fair foul. So... My collection is primarily autographed balls, so I would have to say the balls are better. <laughs> it sounds very... <laughs> I know. I can't unhear um, it because you're like, balls? My collection uh, is balls. <laughs> so... <laughs> Try to say that with without any sort of yeah. you know, laughter behind it because, you know, sometimes... It's after mind, dark. Okay. It is after dark, and my mind does tend to wander sometimes. And so, um, so let's say you have a meet and greet. Okay. With your who's your favorite player on the Astros? Jose Altuve. Okay, you have a Altuve's like, hey, I'm going to meet you over here at home plate. I'm going to open this door and you know say hi to you, and let me know if you want me to sign a card for you. Or a ball. Bring one of them and I'll sign it. Like, I'm bringing a ball. Absolutely. Because, like, like what I've got is they're all in display cases. Yeah, they're so cool. They're, they're cool. You can kind of, you know, put it on the bookshelf and put lights underneath it and kind of illuminate it and, and kind of make them stand out. And, you know, it's something that, um, I mean, you can always protect cards as well. And I think I've got a couple autograph cards somewhere that I've, from years ago yeah. but it's one of those things you can actually see it every yeah. day you look on the bookshelf boom there it is i have a lot of autograph cards but they're in a box but I, my autograph balls are yeah. on a shelf yes yeah that's gonna be the one you're gonna display and then yeah. there's always a story behind it right so you know if altuve signs signs a ball for me and i can say yeah i had him sign it at this game um you know he actually went two for four that night and hit the game winning home run. You know, yeah. What kind of story? That's a cool story, right? So I like the autograph baseballs better. I have a story about my Billy Wagner ball. Okay. And it was in 98. Nine, I don't even know exactly. It's 97. It's between 97 and 99, but I'm going to guess 98 just because that's in the middle. And the people on the podcast have heard it before. So I don't know if I'll, I guess I'll share it if you want to hear it. It's up sure, to you. Sure, sure, sure. Let's hear it. All right. So I, I take my daughter to the game. She's about four. So if she was four, it would be 97. So it's somewhere around there. And Jose, and we're we're uh, probably in like row seven or eight behind the bullpen when the, you know, the bullpen in the Astrodome is, is old school. It's down there on the field, you know, right. where you got to protect the catcher yeah. and kind of like where most minor league uh, bullpens are. And so we're just there watching the game. And Jose Lima has one of his arms behind his back. And he waves her down like this with his finger. So she goes down there and he 
you know, the, the hand behind the back, he pulls it out and he's got a ball and he hands it to her. Nice. And so she comes upstairs. This is before Lima had that all-star season. Right. So to me, he was just a guy. So I get the ball and I walk down there because Billy Wagner is my favorite player and he's just there with all the bullpen guys and Lima's closest to me. So I'm like, Lima, Lima, I'm calling at him. And he turns around and I'm like, get Billy Wagner. I'm pointing at him, get Billy Wagner. <laughs> so I, he I says something. To, yeah. So he says something to him and he comes over there and Billy Wagner signs that ball. And I still have it. Nice. And my regret is that I didn't get Jose Lima to sign it too. Oh. I, but he was nobody at the time. Right. Probably like the next season. Maybe he wasn't any good. I don't know what I don't know what month it was. I don't know, but I regret it. There's another time too that I went to see uh, Colby Rasmus at Academy, and he was at the same table with Brad Peacock and the guy on the radio, not Robert Ford, the other guy, Sparks. Sparky, Steve Sparks. And so they signed the little postcard for you. You know, here you go, here you go. And Kobe was the last guy. And so I had a baseball in my hand and he's like, you want me to sign that? I'm like, no, no, no. And Peacock, you want me to sign it? No, 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 no. I don't want y'all to sign it. I just want him. Kobe Rasmus is my favorite player right now. And I only want him to sign it. <laughs> and I could have had all three of those guys sign that ball, oh, but man. I was so close minded, narrow minded. So if you're ever around baseball players, have them all sign it. Right. I, I waited for Luke Berryhill after the Corpus game. You know, I said, Hey, if I get a, if I give you a ball, will you sign me? He's like, yeah, I'll meet you after the game. And Cordy Jolks, Corey Jolks was right behind me. Oh, so after nice. he signed it, I turned around and asked him to sign it. So now I have a ball with both of those guys on there. That's awesome. And I was like, there's a player I'm doing it. I've learned yeah. my lesson twice. So right. if you have a chance folks to get an autograph from any player, get it and you because you don't want to end up regretting it absolutely yeah so who's uh, your best ball so best the best one right now is carlos correa even though oh. he's no longer he's no longer with on the team but yeah i've got a carlos correa sign ball how'd so, you get that so i got that on on actually it was a, it was an auction so um mm. yeah that's that's probably my, my what's best your one. best ball that you handed to someone and had it sign you have him? No. Mm. No, I've never gotten that lucky. <laughs> Honestly, because <laughs> we always um I, I when the Astros and the Braves used to play in the Astrodome, I did get a signed ball from Greg McMichael, who was the reliever for the Braves at that time. So I don't know if that counts. I don't know where that ball is now. Mm. It probably got moved a couple of times when it, maybe in a box somewhere, which is unfortunate. I got to try to find it, but, um, I did get his autograph. So non Astro player, but he was probably the first. Yeah. I just think it's so cool to be, you know, like the autograph cards that I collect are the ones that have signatures, not the, not the ones that get released with signatures, but the ones that don't have them and get signed afterwards. So like aftermarket signatures, cause I just think those are so much cooler, but I don't have any, you know, I buy them off Astros A to Z on Twitter. 
That's right. where I get him at. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a signed Ron Gant card. He was my favorite player growing up for the Braves because he was from my hometown. So there's kind of a little bit of that history behind that. So I do have one of his signed cards somewhere. So, yeah, but I might have it in, in my, my book, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to actually get in front of any players. And of course, when I go cover games, I can't do that because you know, that's <laughs> frowned upon. I interviewed, check this out. I interviewed Force Whitley, Kyle Tucker, Garrett Stubbs, and Miles Straw all at the same time. Oh, like nice. one after another, after another, after another. And I couldn't get their, their, my ball. I brought a ball and they're like, no, nah, they can't sign it. You're media. Yep. I was like, yeah. 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 No, it's, I, I tried to, get a couple balls in when I was in Sugarland, but you you couldn't do it. Even, you know, the giveaways, they won't even give you those as well. So it's like, well, I tried, but uh, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's still one of, one of my things on my bucket list is to try to get a baseball signed by, you know, the whole team. So, you know, that that's one thing. So we've both done the media thing, you know, media passes at the games. And for me, like when I do it at the missions game here in San Antonio, I do it when they play the hooks, but I just go up to the press box at the beginning, you know, and eat some food and talk to the radio guy and stuff like that. But then I go downstairs and watch the game. I'm not reporting on it. Maybe I, you know, tweet some stats or, you know, some updates. But as far as the Astros, I did it once. I got it late in the season, so I only applied for three games. And one I didn't get because they were playing the Angels, and they had Shoei Otani, and they said all the Japanese people took it. And then when I went to the last home game of the year, my wife was like, just apply for it. But but I told her, I don't want to. Like, I want to sit with you. I want to wear Astros gear. Yeah. And I want to have fun. I don't want to do it. And yeah. So, but I applied for it anyway, and I didn't get it. So I only got it once. And when you go, they have a list, you know, where you sit in the press box. And then my name was down at the bottom under with a number. So there was two of us, and they just threw us behind a section. So I, I didn't. I got to go in the press box, but I didn't get to stay in there. But what was fun is I got to go in so much earlier than everybody. Right. And I got to walk down by the field. And it's quiet, and I can hear the guys talking. And I said hi to Jago Rizzi, and uh, no one's in there. And it's really cool walking around with that media pass and the security. They don't stop you. You yeah. just go in any door you want to go, and they don't stop you. So it was really cool. But since I wasn't in the press box, I just went and sat with my wife. It's like I'm not going to sit here. Plus, it was COVID. So they had a you know plastic behind me and plastic in front of me and it was all dirty oh, and I couldn't and I was wow. like I like I'm, it's hot yeah. I'm wearing jeans I'm wearing a shirt with buttons I, you know I, so that's why I was thinking the last game I just want to go enjoy it I want to go watch it as a fan and enjoy it so it's an experience it's awesome yeah. to to have that privilege but you know. You want to be a fan. You can't get signed balls. You yeah. can't get the the giveaways. You can't do anything. So, yeah, because I was I was there for the Shriners Classic, 
for for Texas and LSU. And so I was there in, in the press box. And yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But you can't get excited when a good play happens or yep so, or whatever it is. Now at at minor league parts, it's a little bit different. But when you're there in a MLB stadium press box, you kind of have to be like. Yeah, I guess okay. I guess in the old days they would, you know, if you showed emotion cuz everybody is in there together and right. it might start like argument. So, you know, they give you the rules when you're in there, no yeah. no reaction, no Astros logos, no Major League Baseball logos. But I did I did get this information in case you apply for it and you get it. I asked Steve Grandi, "Can I wear a polo with my logo on it and khaki shorts he goes yeah that'd be fine nice because i don't like wearing jeans especially no. to the game and i had to wear jeans all day it was hot i was miserable so the excitement wore off quick i just want <laughs> so that's what i'm saying the last game i went to i just wanted to be comfortable i hear that it's all about being comfortable yeah all right buddy it's uh 12 45 definitely after it's- dark it's fair foul after dark. It's already Sunday. Uh, join me tomorrow, guys, or later tonight if you want to. It's Chris Gordy from Sports Talk 790. Uh, we're going to talk about this uh, Mariner series. So hopefully we didn't give too much of it up. But we'll get his opinion on all this stuff. And uh, Rip, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you helping me uh, try out the new studio. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm always happy to help. And now I go have something sweet because that's what I gave up for Lent was sweets. And now it's, <laughs> it's Lent is over. So I'm, I'm going to have a cupcake now. All right, buddy. All right, for Rip Griffin, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.